Hey, thanks for joining us for PACT. I'm P. Peter Coffin, the lovely Miss Astronaut Cowboy Doctor, Master of Science. Here is the ACD. Together, it's PACT. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or favorite podcast service. Also, leave us a glowing review on Audible and Apple Podcasts. Help us keep the lights on by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash pactpod. That's P-A-C-D-P-O-D. Your monthly support gets you into the Discord server, gets you exclusive content, and you see some content before everyone else. We've also got fantastic pack merch available. Finally, most importantly, tell your friends we rely so, so big on word of mouth. We stream 7 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. Thank you tons for tuning in. So, guys, is it worthwhile to shift the Overton window? There are a lot of people, they're like, but, like, we really need to bring in uh, new people and push them left. So, <clears throat> all right, how do we start this? Well, let, let's just start with talking about what leftism means. Right, yeah. The idea of a left politics came out of the French Revolution. It referred to the seating arrangement in the French Estates General, which is the French Parliament, whatever you, you want to call it, their Congress, etc. More or less, the people who congregated on the left of the hall, the left wing of the French Parliament slash French Estates, were against the monarchy. They supported creating a democratic republic. They supported secularizing. So if you think about who is actually the left wing in this situation it is the representatives of the bourgeoisie and the the origin of of the wing as well this is where left wing and right wing come from literal wings like as in physical space the left and the right in a room it's just assigning a quote-unquote revolutionary viewpoint to the left now at that time when there was an actual monarchy that was actually revolutionary Right. However, it was a revolution of the bourgeoisie. When we say left wing, we are referring to the representatives of the people who established capitalism. And it, it continues to remain that way, that the right and the left, as we conceptualize it in the United States and globally in Western countries, is describing wings of capital. Mm -hmm. So that that is how the concept of left is being a blank today, which results in when that term and of course terms change over time we're fucking historical and dialectical materialists yeah absolutely those origins in a, a bourgeois revolution ha has stayed the same over time in the way that we think about politics here so that results in what we call the left being a mixed bag of bullshit from joe biden to stalinists and those are all the same group of people. Well, in, in lots of people's eyes anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Legitimately speaking, not at all. Right. Because of this conceptualization of leftism as being rooted in wings of capital that... Or wings of one unitary thing at very least. Right. That the word leftism has ambiguity in the way that people apply that label now. And because of that historical root in right and left and being wings of capital that communism is outside of that so with that 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 brings the concept of the overton window so the overton window is a set of theoretical boundaries that supposedly shifts over time um 
to delineate within those boundaries what is considered politically reasonable at that space time point dialectically the, the inventor of this did not think in dialectical terms but uh his colleague um described they they use this entity to describe how uh lobbyists and, and marketers um could dictate what is socially acceptable which is kind of ironic and paradoxical because this this is something that people invoke to describe an ostensibly democratic situation like oh mm -hmm. well this is what the people think is acceptable um but it, it really describes you know the way that think tanks are involved in or, or marketers right so there are different levels of it but the overton window as it, it was conceptualized and, and this is kind of not how people apply it today but they think of it in terms of left and right that is not the original purpose of the overton window it's actually more freedom versus less freedom and then in the middle of that is is like right where we think oh policy making that's acceptable then it says oh this is plausible then it's sensible then it's you know kind of sensible kind of wishy-washy uh then it's radical and then it's unthinkable there there might be like six different levels but the further out from the center that you get in the overton window that is increasingly unacceptable so the way that that's applied today and is used again in invoking like oh well the democratic process in the u.s this is what people think is acceptable around the center which is the policy that's actually existing People think having more democratic socialists, um, having more self-identifying leftists um, in positions of power, and I'm just I'm just going to talk in the context of the United States, or even just what is acceptable to discuss in mainstream right. like discourse. Yeah. Well, well, they think that having those figures in politics are helpful because it it, it generates a, a broader theoretical boundary on that spectrum it, it shifts the overton window in a sense that this to the left which again is not how the overton window was originally conceptualized um but, but the way that is currently conceptualized people sort of naturally apply it to that very limiting idea of politics on a spectrum between left and right right because they can't think of anything else. Yeah. Which, well, that's that's how that's how the propaganda places everyone. Like right, and that's why it's so important that Overton's colleague described this as a way that think tanks exert market ideology to to shift this. But in any case, so having more leftists in the government, in Congress, whatever. What does that do? Um, and, and shifting the conversation left or pushing someone left. Yeah. What What does that do? A lot of people might say it gets us closer to socialism as though socialism exists on this spectrum where all we have to do is add enough left points to keep going further and further in that linear direction. You get Cory Bush camping on the steps of power. Yeah. So what Peter is alluding to is the way that this has been applied it implies that just quantitatively pushing people left. Getting to accept more left viewpoints. Gets getting... us closer to, and even the population accepting, you know, socialist viewpoints or, or uh, communistic goals, um, which 
when the left and the right are set within a context of United States politics, we're strictly talking about the left and right wings of capital. Mm-hmm. Communism and socialism are outside of that. And that still matters, even if those leftist individuals co-opt socialists and communistic ideals by yeah. changing them into what they want them to be. And the the final the in the final analysis of you know that quantitative change is just getting increasingly 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 left you have people thinking that they support communism and communistic and socialist ideals um but they still operate within the same material window because all they've been doing this whole time is being pushed quantitatively left like within the confines of the materialistic base so what what is meant by that specifically is accepting lots of different left ideas as a means to add more left to you. Like you become more left, quantitatively more left. You have more left points. You're a level 10 leftist as opposed to all those level one dummies. And, um, and this also, as everything fucking does, it connects back to socialism, utopian and scientific. As, that's, yeah. <laughs> so what you end up doing is you think that seeding these ideas into enough people and trusting the process, the system as it is laid out right now, the democratic system that was established that is much less authoritarian than feudalism, (laughs) you get people thinking that if they trust that process and enough people have the right view, that socialism is just going to manifest. It's just going to happen. And that Exactly. This was why I was I was headed to socialism, utopian and scientific, because that is what the utopian view is. It's the idea you can propagandize or you can reason right. your way into a, a totally different economic system without addressing the system that you exist in today, without resisting the class contradictions that exist laden in the system. Ownership, non-ownership, people in control, people who are not in control rulers and subjects exactly and that brings me to the argument that shifting the overton window and how people colloquially conceptualize it can increase class consciousness this is where the difference between qualitative and quantitative is most important exactly so quantitative is just like a a continuous you're you're adding more of something you have one unit you add two three four units you, you keep going going and going going and, and it infinitely incremental small bits or large bits you just keep adding on something a, a qualitative shift means that there is a categorical change mm-hmm. something is, is is categorically different than the other so a a quantitative shift is a is like height in a child or weight in a child you you just you keep adding on adding on inches centimeters if you're a brit bonger um and or weight pounds kilograms whatever a qualitative shift would be if you are if if you're like piaget and you're thinking of like stage like change and you're moving from concrete to formal operations and development it's like a categorically different 
set of circumstances. The most direct is the difference between a capitalist system and a communist one. One of the things that happens when you think getting to communism is simply going further and further left. Eventually, we'll get to communism if we keep pushing everybody left. One of the things you start to think is that incrementalism is bad because the changes aren't big. This is an example of how understanding things quantitatively ends up screwing us because we're not really thinking in terms of what are these changes doing. The other problem with quantitative thinking is that it kind of sets up everything as a linear process. As a, as a linear process, and again, within the confines of capital, which was where the class consciousness comes in, the further and further left you go, if you're operating within the left-right political spectrum of society as we see it, you don't arrive at class consciousness, even if they're saying class consciousness. Yeah. It just, just because they say that. That doesn't mean that they're yeah. advocating for working class material interests. Yeah. Well, for all all you know, it could mean something just like appearing to be very, very radical, like class consciousness like to somebody who doesn't anyone know it. who identifies as a socialist in Congress. Who yeah. Did not withhold her vote. Or on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not every single one. I mean, isn't there that are AOC? Marks. AOC was on yeah. Twitch, right? Yeah. But the false version of class consciousness is about resisting what aesthetically we know as capitalism. Whereas the actual class consciousness that's important to embrace is knowing the material differences that separate one classification of a type of person in society from another class classification classification owners and those who do not own owners and not owners rulers and subjects understanding that is the key and i'm sure that there's probably some way to recuperate that i'm not going to promise that that isn't but the more you know about the actual how this works why this why ownership equals power why they have the ability to dictate culture and um the norms that people interact with. Why do they uh, enforce market incentives in all social realms? Why do they do these types of things? If you have a good analysis of these things, then you're probably more likely to accept the idea of organizing collective power in actual resistance to the capital dynamic. Yeah, you're not moving closer and closer to communism. You're changing frameworks. And you cannot do that within the left-right spectrum that the Overton window in the era, even outside of it, um, on the left-right spectrum that people apply it today, and even the more freedom, less freedom spectrum that it originated on, you can't achieve that w w within that spectrum of which we're operating. It is a different framework. Communism and socialism and, and all movements that are actually working within those frameworks that are dissociated from market ideology. So yes, this does not include market socialists. Exist outside of that right-left spectrum. One, you, you can't even achieve the, the theoretical or like abstraction of communism and socialism if you move left within that window, even if you think you are, because that requires a materialist analysis. But then especially when we're talking about the Overton window and how those things are implemented in practice in the United States, that definitely does not work. Or, and so 
it's not about shifting little by little or, or big by big. It's not about making a large shift. It's about changing the framework. It's about moving to a different spectrum that exists off of the infinite left-right spectrum that exists within the capitalist framework. That's all for today. Thanks again for watching. This is Pact. I'm Peter. This is Miss Astronaut Cowboy Doctor. To help us out, click like, follow, subscribe, whatever. Leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Audible. To support us, become a patron at patreon.com slash Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you later.